Hey there, this is the spoken edition of Slate. Anatomy of a car crash. Let science show you how to skip your next roadway disaster. By Steve Kasner. Car crashes are mysteries. Even though roughly six million of them happen each year in the U.S. alone, we seldom learn much. When we do drive by a crash, we often slow down to have a look, but there's never much to see. Two crumpled cars, maybe one upside down, an ambulance closing its doors. I usually feel bad for those who may have gotten hurt, or worse, of course, but also because my rubbernecking contributes to the logjam of cars behind me. I want to know what happened because there's an obvious payoff. I want to make sure that that same thing doesn't happen to me. Was it some bonehead move that I would never make? Or did someone commit a minor transgression and then pay a major price? Give me an instant replay like I get when I'm watching football. A slow-motion video with expert commentators who draw diagrams and who reveal in explicit detail how it all went down. Without the details of how crashes happen, we tend to dismiss them as the work of idiots, drivers who occupy the lower echelons of driving skill and common sense. But while humankind's measured intelligence is increasing, so is the number of deadly car crashes. After a lifetime of improvement, we saw an 8% jump in crash fatalities during 2015, the largest in 50 years. That number rose again in 2016, when more than 40,000 people died in collisions. Fortunately, science is coming to the rescue. We no longer have to rely solely on dense skid marks and the lawyer-vetted remarks of drivers to figure out what happened and to tell us how to avoid the next crash. In a landmark study published in 2008, researchers at the University of Michigan combed the scene of 6,950 crashes to give us a more detailed analysis of what happened during each crash. Naturalistic driving studies are now equipping cars with accelerometers, sonar, and sensors that track driver inputs and lots of video cameras. Drivers sign up to participate in these studies, and they sometimes crash, leaving researchers with valuable data. We're also benefiting from the rise of road cams, dashboard-mounted video cameras owned by everyday drivers, a.k.a. cameras, who cruise around, record crashes, and then post them on websites like Reddit. I've rolled up the fruits of these efforts to provide a closer look at what the evidence tells us are six of the most common crash scenarios. None of these types of crashes are rare occurrences or the work of the especially incompetent. They happen as a result of simple misunderstandings of what can happen when cars, roads, and minds of even the most intelligent and responsible drivers all come together. Number one, the rolling right turn on red. You approach a red light and you're about to turn right. You slow down, but you don't come to a full stop. As you continue to roll, you look to your left to see if there are any cars coming at you from that direction. You turn your head back to the right and suddenly, out of nowhere, there's a pedestrian or a bicyclist. The rolling right turn on red overwhelms our attentional capabilities. While we're fearing for our life in one direction, we're driving in another. What could possibly go wrong? Why do we attempt this impossible feat? 
Aside from our unshakable confidence in our multitasking superpowers, many drivers don't even know that the law requires us to come to a full stop before turning. The rolling right on red now accounts for 6% of all pedestrian fatalities, and the number is on the rise. Worse still, 21% of the deaths happen to kids. Even when a car is moving slowly, children have a four times greater chance of dying than grown-ups. Solution? Slow your roll when making this very simple transition. It'll cost you about three seconds, and you just might save a life. Number two, falling asleep. Since we've yet to invent the handheld snoozalizer device for the police to carry, we've historically had to guess how often drivers fall asleep at the wheel. But driving studies and cameras are revealing that our previous guesses were far too low. We now estimate that about 7% of all car crashes and 21% of fatal crashes happen to drowsy drivers. Recent surveys find that 37% of all drivers have fallen asleep while driving at least once in their lives, 11% during the past year, and 4% during the past month. And our increasingly busy schedules are making the problem worse. How does it happen to us? People are horrible judges of their own sleepiness. Mark Rosekind, who was administrator of the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration under President Obama, reminded me. According to Rosekind, who is now the safety chief at Zooks, an autonomous car startup, drivers are even less aware of the danger of micro-sleep, brief intervals during which our brains just shut down and go offline for a few seconds. Rosekind said, we don't know when we're micro-sleeping, are about to, or even when we just did. Our brains can put us to sleep anytime, he says. It won't happen to us, right? Well, how about the camera who caught himself falling asleep and crashing in front of a sign that reads, Cemetery, one kilometer? One YouTube commenter said, he almost made it. Solution, did you sleep less than seven hours last night? Is it late? Are you alone in the car? No caffeine on hand? These are the elements of disaster. Delete some of them from your situation or get out of the car. Number three, loss of control. It's hard to imagine losing control of your vehicle, but it accounts for 11% of all crashes. It's comforting to think that these unfortunate drivers occupy the bottom 11% of the driving skill scale, but science has some humbling news for us. Turns out, most of us think about driving skill far too simply. A classic study shows 50% of all drivers rank themselves in the top 20% of driver safety and skill. Where are the errors in our thinking? Racer and test driver Andy Pilgrim told me that we have surprisingly little technical mastery of our own vehicles. Most drivers are not even close to the capability of their car as far as going fast, said Pilgrim, who can show you things in your minivan that would blow your mind. Aggressive maneuvering and taking a sharp curve too fast account for about 5% of all crashes. Another 2% happen when we don't slow down for water on the road. The remainder of these crashes happen when another driver, or even a sudden turn in the road, puts us in a surprise situation that demands an instant response. We imagine ourselves coolly responding when something unexpected pops up, but most people overreact and overcompensate and sometimes kick their car afterward. Solution 
You don't have to crash your car all by yourself. Your car, the weather, and other drivers are willing to help make it happen. Be sure to factor them into your thinking. Number four, into the blind. Ever make a left turn at an intersection when there's a huge bus blocking your view of what's coming from the other direction? Or cruise through a red light thinking there won't be another car coming across your path? Or even race down a road not realizing that it just might end at some point? The data tell us that 12% of all crashes happen when drivers do these things. We seem to have this natural belief that if we can't see something, then it must not exist. When we're kids and the bedroom light is out, we're convinced that there's a monster under the bed. When we grow up, we become certain that there is no monster under the bed. The reality is that there may or may not be a monster under the bed. The crash data remind us that this misunderstanding is widespread among grown-ups. Solution? Always check for monsters. Number 5. The Rear-Ender Your first job when driving? Don't hit the car in front of you. As simple as it sounds, hitting the car in front of us accounts for between 23 and 30% of all crashes. We drive close to the car in front of us because we think it'll get us there faster. It's true technically, but just barely. Science says we save 26 seconds per day as a result of our hurrying. We also imagine that the driver in front of us will wait until we're done with our text before he locks up his brakes. The crash data clearly demonstrate that she won't. We think that rear-end crashes are harmless fender benders, but sometimes cars twist and flip and crunch stuff that gets caught in between them. Solution? Leave some space. You're not getting there any sooner. And finally, number six, distracted lane or road departure. Your second job when driving is to stay in your lane. 33% of all crashes happen when we don't stay in our lane or even on the road. Our firm belief in our multitasking superpower strikes again. In addition to the distraction of phones, our attention gets pulled by roadside crashes, billboards, activities inside the car, and mind-wandering. Humans are not natural performers when it comes to keeping an eye on much of anything, and even less so when asked to attend to several things at once. Somewhere, a gnat just cracked up his friends by quipping, I have the attention span of a human being. Solution? Stow the technology and do your best to pay attention. It's way harder than it looks. Science isn't going to soon provide us with flying robot guardian angels that swoop down and save us at the last second. Self-driving cars may help, but they're still a ways away. So, this holiday travel season, work these six lessons into your driving game. Then, roll down your window, give the Grim Reaper the middle finger, and live to be 90.